0: excited about the first round of the NBA playoffs and while a lot of the games have not disappointed yet we got a lot of injuries going on in this first round that is going to drastically affect the series that are coming we're going to talk about all that and the prospect of getting rid of the charge call which people are now calling for because of some of the injuries we'll get into all that and more right after this welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis NBA Central all right, so we got a ton of injuries. I, you know, I say a ton, but it really is quite a bit. I already, you know, having Paul George be ruled out for the first round of the NBA playoffs was already a hit to so a series that looks like in shape is shaping up to be a pretty damn fun series that if I do say so myself, I'm really looking forward to seeing that series continue and how it gets going and stuff. But, you know, already having Paul George out in that series was enough to kind of look at it and say, hey, man, listen, that sucked. But then last night, we got another string of injuries. First up, Tyler Hero, who's now going to miss four to six weeks with a broken right hand. Um, and you know, this comes from Chris Haynes from Bleacher Report. He broke his uh his middle finger and ring finger on his shooting hand. So that is all but ruled him out for these playoffs. He is not going to be back. Now, is there a chance uh with just how long everything goes on that if the Heat were to make the NBA finals, could he be back? Yeah, there's a chance of that, right? I think I think we all can say and realize that. There's a slight chance of that happening. But, you know, being out that long with that type of broken hand and the recovery period that's needed to do it, it just does not seem like he is going to be back. And, you know, that series against the Bucks is just, ugh, hey, that's gonna be a tough series. And, you know, look at Giannis even going down in that series as well. He goes down and leaves game one with a lower back energy. Now he did eventually come back before leaving the game completely. Looks like x-rays were negative for him. It's being said that it's a lower back contusion. So it seems like he is going to be back. Now, we don't know if he's going to be back for the next game, but it does seem like he is going to be back and being, and he's going to be able to play in this playoff series, which is huge for the Bucs, right? Do the Bucs have enough to get by the Miami Heat without Giannis Antetokounmpo? It remains to be seen. The Bucs are still a pretty damn good team even without Giannis, but hey, listen, as we've seen, especially against the Bulls with the Heat, when Jimmy Butler goes into another level, you're going to need somebody to either counteract that or try to stop him, so Again, another one that's affected it. But the the first round series that I was most excited in, right, outside of the Kings and Warriors, that's the series that I'm most excited. But the second one to that was the Lakers versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And John Morant went down with the right-hand injuries. Now, it looks like the x-rays are negative on him as well, so there's benefit with that one. Uh, He is experiencing some pain, and uh, the coach has already said that his uh, Game 2 status is in jeopardy. But it doesn't seem like he's going to be out for the full series. But I'll tell you what. With the way that the Lakers are playing, the fact that Rui Hachamore having over 25 points off the bench for the Miami, I mean for the uh Los Angeles Lakers in that first game, and now facing a, a game two possible scenario without John Morant in it to allow the Lakers to go two uh games up on the Memphis Grizzlies, potentially. The Memphis Grizzlies who was already mentioned Steve a- Steven Adams, like right, already missing key players to that rotation. It's it's hey, this series can be tough. Um, I do think that the the Memphis Grizzlies have more than enough to get by the Lakers, but i tell you what, with the way that the Lakers are playing basketball right now, with the way that they're getting to the free throw line, that's going to make it even more difficult for them to really try to, you know, get ahead um, you know, in that in, in, if they can, you know, you want to avoid going down 2-0 by any means possible if you can, especially, albeit at home, already losing home court advantage you don't want to do that again, so you know, they got some questions right now, but overall the first round of the playoffs has been an exciting first round. When you look at um, You know, the the only one that I haven't been as excited about is Philly versus Brooklyn, which still was a pretty entertaining game, if I do say so myself. Just I don't really see Brooklyn having enough to get by the 76ers. And if they do, God, is that team that is their future just in some serious doubt. And You need to really look at considering blowing up that roster but as well. Like, so, you know, the, this first round of this playoff series is exciting, right? And, and you you hate to see it taken down by injuries and injuries really playing a part in just completely changing the outlook of these series but overall today we got Brooklyn we got Philly gonna be exciting game we got my most exciting playoff series the Golden State Warriors versus the Sacramento Kings with shout out to the Kings playing the way that they have we got a predictions video already on the channel that Big Kev's leaving so definitely go and check that out but all these injuries has brought around questions of should the NBA get rid of the charge call and Listen, I know that when you have things that affect, especially a playoff series, you get your overreactions. You get your overreactions from fans. You get it from the pundits. You get it from the the national media people. The NBA is not getting rid of the charge. The charge call is one of the more staple things in the game of basketball, and you shouldn't get rid of it. If you do, it's going to be a very – They would change the game completely. And while, like I said, I understand that having all these injuries sucks and it's difficult, and, and especially when it puts these – these uh, things into question, these series into questions, you don't really want them dictated by weird injury calls. You can't continue. Like, at that point, you're getting into football, right? How football completely changed the game and how the quarterbacks are so protected at some point and you just don't see the same level of sacks that you hit before. You don't want to do that with basketball, to me, in my opinion. That's just my personal opinion with it. I don't really want to put basketball players in a situation to where, you know, you just have to allow people to just go to – you're not trying to get tra- – charge calls anymore anything like that like that would completely change the way that the paint is defended in the nba in my opinion we've already changed the like three-pointers are already completely out of hand with the nba which shout out to him for being that skilled to make it but then when you look at on top of that if you get rid of the charge call and how many defenders are just going to get out of the way right and just uh, basically you're opening up the lane at that point yeah it could force you to play better on man and on ball defense but I just I wouldn't want to see it. I I, I wouldn't want to see. It. I think that, like I said, in my personal opinion, my humble opinion, that's a bit of an overreaction to something that, yeah, it sucks, but it's just part of the game. At the end of the day, it's just part of the game, and some of the you can't continue to just. You can make the game a little bit more safer. You can try to avoid some of the crazier injuries, and and you know like the like the take foul. I think was a was a great. Uh, change to the game, but like you don't want to eliminate the the charge call. I think that that's just a step too far when you start talking about possibly eliminating the charge call and what that could mean. I just think that that's that's just changing too much of the game. And and you know, yeah, it's an overreaction to things that were happening. No, while like it's not these conversations artificially having them on like NBA execs or anything. This is just you know fans, pundits, uh, analysts that are that are having these conversations about the charge call. It's never going to happen. But I just wanted to spend some time talking about that here, just to kind of go over it. Um, And yeah, it sucks that it's affecting the first round of the playoffs and a first round that a lot of basketball fans were looking forward to, especially with the parity around the league. But you do want to just put that all in perspective. No, you cannot and you should not be looking, in my opinion, at least to get rid of the charge call. But before we go, I do want to talk about, you know, some of the things and storylines that come out of the. The playoffs so far, kind of the winners and losers in both the fan, from the fan bases, and just how basketball fans are winning right now. And first off, the first one that I want to talk about is the performance of Josh Hart with the New York Knicks. When you look at how he was and where he was with that Portland Trailblazers team uh, a, a little while ago on a team that had no, that was not going to make the playoffs, and having it, the performance that he did on the playoff stage and just how his season has increased. When you look at the 25 games he played with the New York Knicks, averaging 10 points per game, seven rebounds, three and a half assists on 61% shooting. And then he comes into game one. He comes off the bench. He scores 17 points, going eight of 11 with 10 rebounds and two assists. Josh Hart balled out and he balled out in a game that was has been one of the more exciting playoff games so far and probably what's going to be, I think, one of the most exciting first round series of the bunch. It's crazy. And then, Also, with that said, the Sacramento Kings as well, Mike Brown specifically, right, probably winning the coach of the year, which I think was leaked. And then when you look at this, how the the national conversation around the Kings has changed in the time that he's taken over, really making that team legitimate, going from laughing stock to now a team that legitimately people are looking at and saying this team could beat the defending champion Golden State Warriors in a series and go on to round two now. You got to always look out for the Golden State Warriors to go into that second gear. That's always a possibility with the Warriors. We've come to, to, to see that. This is the one season that you probably may think that that may not happen as much, especially the, the questions around Jordan Poole and his availability as well. But the Sacramento Kings, the Light the Beam, all of that, just the way that this team's come together and the young team that they are and how young they still are, right? This team still has growth that they're able to do, but to see De'Aaron Fox, have the season that, that 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 he's had to see the Sacramento Kings offense be as elite as what it was the season, and it all coming from Coach Mike Brown, a coach that was made to blame for a lot of the stops along the way. He was made he was the, he was the fall guy for a lot of it, and to have his his um renaissance at in the Sacramento Kings organization to turn that team around and the storylines around that team, they're definitely one of the biggest winners so far in the NBA uh, playoffs thus far, and they deserved it as well. The Clippers. Look at the Clippers. I've always said, me, Steve-O, JB, anybody who's done an episode with me this season has said, the Clippers have a championship-level ceiling. It's just the question's on if they're going to be able to stay healthy enough to do it. But to have that first playoff game that they had, to have the performance that they had, and, and to look at like just how that team's come together, the questions around Russ, even though Russ didn't have the best game in that first game, but it was just good to see them win, right? Good to see them kind of get that monkey off their back to a degree. They still got a lot to do. A lot ahead of them, but especially Kawhi Leonard and what he did and kind of the doubt around him, going off for 38 points, five rebounds, five assists, and a great game against Phoenix, a team that, listen, Kevin Durant's now lost seven playoff games in a row. Hey, the storylines there are right themselves, but you got to list Kawhi Leonard here. And also, Nikola Jokic, right? I've very much criticized Jokic a lot here on this channel, talking about his three MVPs and how he hasn't really gotten to the the heights that he needs to get, get to, yet as far as being an MVP, being a two-time MVP, and doesn't look like that third MVP is coming, but being that. So, you know, th- to see them win adamantly against a Minnesota Timberwolves team that, yes, is struggling, have their own internal struggles, have had their own struggles on the court, so I'm not acting like they are world beaters right now, but to see them have that adamant win to at least start off that series, it was good to see. Now, on the flip side of it, the Memphis Grizzlies are absolutely one of the losers right now because to lose the game, at home the way that they did lose their best player possibly have their best player out for game 2 and be facing a potential to go down to the Lakers 2 and I mean 0 and 2 at home before you even go back to LA listen that is that that that's a sucky situation for any team to be in much less a team that's as cocky as the Mem- as the Memphis Grizzlies have been this season and you know a lot of people are pre- praying on the death are praying for them to get a little bit more humbled but a team that did get humbled as well that got to go on the losers list is the Atlanta Hawks the starters there just got demolished, and again, they were a playing team for a reason. It is what it is. Um, but when you look at how that uh, that 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 Boston Celtics team just completely dismantled them, man, it is what it is. There, like, and and, and they they earn that one. So you know, we're gonna continue to monitor, watch. As these playoffs go on, the first round has been exciting so far. Let's hope that it continues and no more major injuries come down for any of these players. But that is it for me for today. Make sure you're following the show at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail about any general NBA topics, the number to do so, 773-773. We are hoping and building to be the number one spot for everything basketball related. But I'll see you guys next time I feel like making a video. Probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Breaks.